1: Hey, this is Brian Casella, and if you want to build a brand like I have, you definitely should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chapel.
0: You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chapel. What is up, and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, But first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Brian Gasella. Brian is a top real estate agent in Southern California, a YouTube figure, serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, sales trainer, and coach, and a traveling speaker. Brian, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Really, really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and, and expound a tad on that intro and tell us more about yourself.
1: Well, thanks for having me, man in a nutshell basically i'm somebody who broke out into the scene about four four and a half years ago with real estate and that was my foundation i became just a realtor typical salesperson, started seeing success and then from there everything else came out started selling products started speaking started training and it really just blew up from there i decided to document my journey on youtube and bring the camera with me every day through the trainings through the struggles and I believe that's really what helped people identify with me. I'm a younger guy. You know, I just turned 31 a few months ago. So I believe that's really what helped me break out onto the scene. Besides having success in real estate, just having a story that people can watch and say, wow, this guy came from nothing and he's actually doing it and look what he's created.
0: Yeah. And I love the story so much because you've only been in real estate for four years and you're already starting to see a. Pretty high level of success that a lot of people that are in the industry just never come into what would be like the number one thing that differentiated what you're doing with what everybody else does in order for you to see success in that industry and in a really crowded area too so for those of you listening brian's like downtown la like 20 minutes outside of beverly hills in that sort of like a luxury community so it's even more difficult to get into because there's less inventory and all that kind of stuff so can you talk into that for a second Brian like what like somebody listening out there it's like hey I just got my real estate license how do I become you what's your advice
1: well I would branch it off into two things one is becoming an expert at real estate right because out of those million people that are in real estate 95% of them are amateurs and by skills I mean knowing the process knowing actually how to guide a conversation, basic sales skills that we kind of talked about off camera, like going door to door, giving value, being that person. Additionally, what I did that nobody else does on a high level is build a brand. My brand is recognizable now across the country. I'm getting one, two, three, four agent to agent referrals now, literally every month. People from New York, people from China, people from India, people from I just got a i just got a referral from north dakota i even forgot north dakota existed at some point because you know you never look on the map no, from fargo, that north dakota. State? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. fargo north dakota she's like oh i've been following you for two years so wow. i would say the skills the foundation of course you need a hundred percent because people would tell me that's obvious brian but if i drill 20 people maybe one if not none of them are experts but number two build your brand there's a million people How do you differentiate yourself? If you say BC, Brian, Team BC to most agents now, nationwide, worldwide, they're going to know who you're talking about, I guarantee. That's what you need to do.
0: Hmm. So branding and knowledge. How did you go about getting the knowledge that you think makes you an expert? So like we're talking about conferences, seminars, books, all the above courses. Like how exactly do we get that?
1: Absolutely, man. Two things. What you just described for sure. That I believe is the technical stuff that you have to learn every Career everything that you look at like a skill or like a job or a career has a set or systems or blueprint For having all of the know-how the Scripts the tools the systems that kind of stuff that you can get what you just said absolutely books seminars all that What I was also looking for that I think people misses Experiential knowledge. I believe it's called from you experiencing it, right? Yeah So if you have not experienced it yet, you need to find somebody who has so I literally Clawed and fought to get in front of the top people in my office at the time that were producing realtors and said, Dude, I will do whatever it takes to learn from you. I'll work for you for free. I'll shadow you. If you want me to hold your hand while you're in the bathroom, I'll do it. Yeah. Whatever it is, man, whatever it is. And I was lucky enough through all my pestering over and over to get one guy to agree to it. And from there, I went with him on appointments. I listened to how he talked to customers. I learned from him exactly what he was doing. And I got to see all these scripts and information from seminars being applied in the real world. That's really what expanded my mind, and I said, okay, this can be done. So there's knowledge, the technical mundane stuff, and then you actually have to experience it yourself and learn from somebody who's been there and done that. And if you combine those, dude, I think the sky's the limit for anybody who's willing to go through the pain period in the beginning, because you're going to struggle in the beginning. I don't care who you are Mm and whatever. It's not going to be all rainbows and sunshine. Right.
0: So really curious to hear the answer to this question then, because you kind of described just now both of these things. So what you know or who you know, Brian, which one of those two is more important and why?
1: Is this a question where I have to pick one?
0: This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. I usually put people's feet to the fire. A lot of people do say both, and both are important. But I guess my main question is this In 2018, for somebody listening to this, which one of those two should they double down on? The what or the who?
1: If it's 2018, I'm going to say what. Okay. Right. I know most people will say who, but here's why. A lot of the opportunities that have been given to me, whether it's in the real estate business with listings or potential relationships that I've made, have been because I'm looked at as an expert or figure for what I know, not who I know. Hmm. If you become world-class at let's just zero in on communication. Yeah. You understand everything about communication, body language, linguistics, everything, and you become a figure who people look at and say, "Wow, that guy's a powerhouse." That in itself not only bring you in money but it's also going to bring you opportunities Mm -hmm. for example why did you reach out to me to do this obviously it's because of stuff that i know if you saw me you didn't reach out to me just because you see me with million dollar listing guys or whatever it is it was because of what i know Mm -hmm. so that would be my answer it would be not just what you know are you world class with it that would be my little sprinkle on it it's Mm -hmm. not yeah I have a basic understanding it's I'm a master I'm the top three when it comes to communication I'm the top three when it comes to body language or sales or whatever it is
0: yeah. What kind of a role does confidence take in that sort of a situation? Because I know some people that are super knowledgeable and I think that they're one of the best out there, but because yeah. they don't view themselves as being one of the best out there, their branding reflects that. Was that a big thing for you to try to overcome? Was like, hey, look, I need to start putting my name in with the Josh Altman's of real estate. Yeah. And talk to us about that process.
1: I love that question, man. It is 100%. Vital. I always tell people there's an inner world and there's an outer world where you just described as the outer world somebody who's knowledgeable But if your inner world your image of yourself Isn't the best and it's fifth best then that's what you're going to display to the world Mm -hmm. So I love that you asked that everybody watching this your confidence Has to be rock solid and world-class look at somebody like Muhammad Ali Was he hated on by a lot of people? Of course, but he was saying he was the greatest before it ever happened Mm and look what Conor McGregor Exactly. That's what needs to be done. Right. And again, I'm an example of that because coming up because of that confidence that I displayed and I was a little bit more aggressive, you know, behind the camera and with people, I was labeled as a little bit too out of the box, a little bit too strong, a little bit too aggressive, a little bit too vulgar because sometimes I use curse words. But look at me now. Look what I've done in four years. That's what's required. That's why when people ask me, oh, you know, how do you close the deal? Well, my thinking when I walk in to meet with somebody is there's nothing you can say that I don't have an answer for hmm. Even if I've never heard your objection. Yeah, I create an answer because I'm that good, right? That's but then again, I deliver so you have the confidence and you can deliver mm-hmm. Right, that's really what we're talking about here. But absolutely man confidence 100% and you can do that anybody you could be the most unconfident person in the world and create a ton of confidence It's up to you.
0: Yeah, and one thing that I want to pull out of that too, Brian, is for somebody listening and they're like, well, I want to be confident, but I don't want to be cocky. I think that's always yeah. the biggest fear for people. They're like, well, if I'm really confident, then that means I got to be this arrogant jerk all the time. And it's yeah. such a horrible, like misconception, like some of the most humble people that I know are also some of the most confident people yeah. that I know. Can you talk on kind of like writing that line? How do you be confident, like tell your inner self before you're going into a press? Presentation that I have all the answers. I am the best but then when you meet somebody Not portray this attitude of I'm the
1: best and I'm a You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Absolutely, man and I love that question too because immediately when you tell somebody to become more confident, that's their internal struggle right away I think a lot of stuff in society has kind of exaggerated the whole arrogance thing because I know if we poll a hundred people and I would repeat what I just told you that I have whatever answer, probably half that room would already label me as arrogant or cocky. When that's really not, because I can put up, I can actually demonstrate. So I think for anybody watching who's at that stage, number one, accept the fact that you're not where you want to be first, because that's where you need to start and say, look, I'm confidence level one out of 10, but it's okay. I'm going to work to get to 10. Now, the internal conversations and dialogues you have you don't necessarily have to verbalize it. Yeah. That's typically where people will say, oh, you're arrogant if you're throwing it in people's face. I have a Lamborghini, for example. You don't see me throwing it in people's faces. I mean, if you look at my last 10 videos on my YouTube, maybe one has my Lamborghini in it. To me, arrogance is reaching. Like, you know when somebody's in a group and they're like, oh, hey, look at my watch. Right. Oh, look how good I am. To me, it's you're purposely now going out of your way to make a point. To try to right? get other people to tell you how good you are. Validation, that's what it comes down to. If you're seeking validation, then to me, you're crossing that line of being arrogant and cocky or whatever you want to call it. But if you internally have those conversations, those powerful conversations, which I encourage all of you to do, then you're moving forward through this world differently. Just don't go out of your way seeking validation. Just know inside, hey, I am that good. I don't have to tell everybody. I'm going to show them. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and that's great insight because I could not agree more with that. That's exactly the line that I always tell people when I get asked that question is that line that differentiates being cocky and being humble, but still being confident, regardless of if you're cocky or humble. That line always, always, always will ride on if that person needs to hear other people tell tell them how good they are all the time or if they just have this understanding inside of themselves that says, I know my ability and I'm confident with the output that I can bring into the world. And that's such an important distinction to communicate to people because so many people are afraid of being that cocky, arrogant dude that, you know, (laughs) pisses off all their friends and family all the time because they're showing off their Lamborghini or whatever. And you do have a super nice Lamborghini. I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. If you're on Instagram, just go check out brian's instagram so at brian casella right yeah at yeah. brian casella goes check out a couple uh, pictures of the beauty that he's driving around but anyway now let's go ahead and chat a little bit more about networking specifically brian because i know that this has to be a huge part of how you've been able to see this large amount of success in such a short period of time in a huge Hugely crowded industry. So, how has building relationships with people, regardless of if it's a client or a contemporary or a mentor, how has building relationships with people really pushed your career on an accelerated
1: path? Well, I believe it to be one of the recipes or formulas for having massive success, right? There's so many people in the industry, or let's say I'm even a customer looking at realtors, man the first thing you're going to do is probably ask somebody you know, well, there's like a gazillion options. Do you happen to know anybody that's good? And we tend to want to work with people who are in our circle, our social circle. So that's kind of how I thought about it. And I said, how can I do that on a high level? And it's been instrumental, man, because from I'm even thinking from my vendors who I use for real estate, like my title guy who issues a title insurance policy, my escrow people, my lenders, all of that, we have rock-solid relationships same thing with some of my clients we have great relationships and I think through that you make the separation between the average person who may have some success but then they die down and the person who really builds just a strong profitable repeatable duplicatable business that just keeps growing and growing because it's feeding more relationships into that that open more doors and more opportunities
0: can you give us one story about how a connection in your life led to a big moment of success for you
1: yeah, actually, absolutely. I'm trying to think here because my biggest sale when I was brand new was for people who are in the area, they might know there's an area in Diamond Bar called the country, which is a gated community. Snoop Dogg has a house there. It's one of his houses. And his son went to the high school, Diamond Bar High School. I actually sold a property in there from a client who I picked up a lawyer. I'd sold another one of his properties. And then I ended up selling that one about six months or eight months later. Now, I met him actually through Toastmasters, which is a group that people don't know about, most people don't know about, to work on their public speaking. So my whole thing was, when I'm new, I'm gonna go to a lot of the realtor events and that kind of stuff just to get to put my face out there. After a while, what I'm gonna start doing is, I'm not only gonna network at those places, I'm gonna network at places that one, are interest to me, like cars and that kind of stuff. Like I go to all the exotic car shows and that kind of stuff and I've met a ton of people at that. But I'm also gonna go to places that are purposeful. I knew that working on my communication skills would put me above the rest. What better way to do it than Toastmasters where they throw you up on the stage and say, hey, let's talk. Yeah. Ended up meeting him through there and because we both mutually met at the same place, the relationship was a lot easier. We started talking and within I think three or four weeks, we exchanged cell phone numbers and we just kept talking and then a month later, boom, he gives me the first house and then six months later, the next house and he himself has already referred four other clients in the last two years who I've only made well over $100,000 selling the properties. Wow.
0: That's incredible, man. So besides Toastmasters, is there a place that you found either online or in person? So that, you know, Facebook groups or whatever, or like a specific event or a location to go do work. Is there somewhere that you go when you are really
1: trying to expand your network, build relationships with people? For me, yes, because this one I love. I can network and it's one of my passions, cars. If I could pick one show, Lamborghini Newport Beach has a show every Saturday, the first Saturday of every month. I've met senators there who've approached me because of my car. I've probably sold four houses in the last year with people I've met there, and my thought process was, I like cars, I'm in that club anyway, what better way to go than to meet some high ticket individuals who most of them are millionaires and multi-millionaires, and who also might mentor me and help me with some good knowledge and wisdom. And I've made so many great relationships there. I've gone on yachts in Newport Coast. Yeah, I've been in mega mansions in Laguna Beach that are worth you know, 15, 20 million. All off people that I met at a mutual thing. So that would be my piece of advice to people is don't look at networking as like, oh, I have to work. And you know right. go to places that you actually enjoy going to or groups that you would actually have some passion for or interest in. And then from there, networking becomes a lot easier. And then you can step into some of the other stuff. But really, man, my interests like Toastmasters and the exotic car shows for me have brought in more relationships and clients than I could even count on two or three hands, man. Wow.
0: What about with speaking and stuff? I know you said you were just recently speaking on stage with Josh Altman, which if you're listening right now and you're not in real estate, you may not know the name. If you are in real estate, you 100% know the name. How did that whole thing
1: come about? Well, apparently me and Josh and I just I don't know if you saw, I shared a picture with him on Instagram from September of 2013, dude. I was brand I was like a month in the business. They hosted an event, him and his brother. I went and got a picture with them. And I remember saying at that event, I'm gonna share the stage with these guys within a couple years. Watch me. I didn't tell people, I just made my own little internal conversation. Yeah. So, you know, you fast forward to now, a mutual friend of ours, Glenn Twiddle, who's like the number two real estate coach in Australia, I guess randomly bumped into me on Facebook or YouTube. I can't remember. And he was like, hey man, I've been watching your stuff. I love it. I'm gonna host an event over here in June in Southern California. I'm thinking about putting you, Josh, who's a friend of mine and some other guys, are you in? I said, absolutely. That's how the event came. I went, spoke there. I guess he was blown away by my speech. He was like, dude, I loved it. I gotta get you in Australia. I gotta get you on tour with us. And that's how that relationship started. So now March 4th and 5th, I don't know exactly what city. I think it's Brisbane in Australia. I'll be speaking with Luis. New York, Million Dollars in New York, Josh Altman, Uh, I think Matt Altman's going to be there too, and a couple other people, and then me. Awesome, man. Yep. I was literally just in Brisbane
0: for a podcasting conference, and uh, it's super cool over there, man. You're going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. Now... There's a couple of things that I want to pull out of that. The main one being this. I love when people look at success like that and look at the fact that you're now going to be speaking at this conference in Australia with three or four people that are on million dollar listing in LA and in New York. And then you just spoke with a couple of them back in June. And then they look at that and they're like, oh man, you're so lucky. You know, you got this opportunity. Like it's so, I wish I could be, I wish I could be like Brian, you know, but they didn't see the years of doing Toastmasters like how crappy would your speech have been? If you weren't working on your public speaking ability for
1: the last couple of years in, in Toastmasters and stuff It would have been very mediocre at best, you yeah. know And now because it's something I'm also hosting a lot of office meetings and trainings I'm traveling and training for Keller Williams and other companies here locally. I'm speaking for the board of realtors I just spoke at the Beverly Hills one a couple months ago. So I'm constantly forcing myself to get better at it, too Yeah, and absolutely night and day difference if yeah. I wasn't doing I feel like I could get in front of a million people right now and deliver a rock star speech, you yeah. know
0: gosh, it's so important to continually be focusing on certain skills that you need to be working on like sitting down and writing out that's why having clarity is so important because if you're sitting down and writing out like what you want your life to look like in five or ten years you know you just have to reverse engineer what it's going to take to get to that point so when you sat down a few years ago and you're like hey I want to be on stage with Josh and Matt and some of these other people you were like okay how do I do that well first of all I have to get really good at real estate so you started just digesting knowledge like looking for mentorship going to events, conferences, and then you were like, okay, now I really got to work on speaking because I can know a lot about real estate, but if I don't know how to communicate it, then it's not going to matter anyway. So then you go join Toastmasters and start working your public speaking ability. You get up, you do speech after speech after speech after speech. So now you finally get this opportunity because you've taken the last couple years to work on your speaking, to work on your knowledge, to work on your skill set. You finally get an opportunity to present it and then you crush it because of the last couple of years of intense work and dedication you put into it. And that leads to this awesome speaking opportunity in Australia that you're going to be able to go to and I love to point that kind of stuff out because so many people will look at the end result and be like well that's just you know I can never make that happen but they don't see that look it wasn't overnight success it's a four-year overnight success story it started way back in the day so I love so much about that bro awesome awesome job on that okay so I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway, throughout your career, Brian, how important, how how crucial have mentorships, like one-on-one mentorships and group mastermind settings been for you?
1: Very essential, man. Probably one of the most important things. I work as closely as I can with my mentors. I'm constantly talking to them, constantly bouncing ideas off them. I created actually, after having a few fizzle out, a private, we call it the real estate hustlers mastermind, which now has 23 members, I believe. We created that. Specifically for real estate and now it's branching out. We're adding people who are non real estate I think that's key because we tend to get a little bit stuck in our own lane I guess you can say and you may think okay, I'm doing well I'm making a hundred grand But when I find out my brother next to me is making 200 and he's working less than me and he's more efficient That now puts my focus on okay, maybe I'm happy at a hundred, but he's working less than me man He has some ideas Let's start bouncing ideas off each other, and then I end up making 150 that year, or whatever it is, and I'm making improvements. So it's a constant refinement. And the classic example I give people is a lion in the jungle is a lion in the jungle. He's a force to be reckoned with, but imagine six lines together. What they're going to accomplish? Hmm. Yeah, that's how you need to think of it because as simple of an example that is, it puts things into perspective. In Well, what can you achieve with six versus just one?
0: Right, right. I'm sure you have quite a bit to talk into this particular topic here. And so I'm interested to hear, because I know that you started a lot of your lead gen back in the day, knocking on doors, which is a background you and I share. Do you have any tips or ideas on how to
1: handle rejection? Absolutely. One thing I can tell people is, look, the fact that you're being rejected Yourself have that power. So I started telling people I was like, you know what you're gonna reject me in my mind This is what I'm saying. Well, I reject your rejection. How about that? (laughs) Now it doesn't affect me because by you being rejected you yourself as a human being have the power to reject as well Hmm. So if someone throws an idea at you, which is them rejecting you, you can reject it, right? So everybody laughs when I say that but laughter Removes the negative emotion and association of the rejection. So I just helped you. That's step one (laughs) or two is it's a part of the human experience. The only way you're not gonna be rejected or ever feel bad or have some kind of negative emotion is not experience life. We're social creatures as human beings. You know, imagine going out and everybody, I see this all the time and it makes me laugh. Let's say I go out to a lounge or a bar or I go door to door. People are very, they stay in their own circle and everybody's in their little comfort zone. Yeah, but. If you start looking at that, that's the average person, which means you're going to live an average life. The more we begin to look at it from different angles, rejection is a part of it. You're a salesperson. You have to make contacts. What if I sat down a new guy and said, hey, man, 5% of the people that you talk to will buy from you guaranteed. I guarantee you with that thought in his mind, he's going to go after a lot more people because he's like, oh, 5%. That means five out of 100. I'm going to make five sales today. I'm going to talk to 100 people. That's the mindset you need to have because when we start breaking down the percentages, what is it, like one, two, three percent percent or something like that will buy? Mm -hmm. So you know it's there, right? So the yes is there somewhere. You just have to find them. And then another little trick, and this is the last one I'll give you. I tell people come from a place of empathy and a place of like a quest or a mission. Like I'm a realtor. I'm going to find somebody who needs my help. I'm the best agent to help them. If somebody needs to sell a house or buy a house, I'm here to find them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going door to door. The guy rejects me. Okay, he's not the one. Shh. Go to the next one he rejects yeah. me he's rejecting my real estate service not me as a individual yeah. he's, he's saying brian i don't like you he's saying i don't need real estate right now dude okay great no problem on to the next one yeah. so that's the final plug is stop taking it so personal they're yeah. not rejecting you they're rejecting your service or your product big deal right if everybody bought your product then the opportunity wouldn't be
0: there. Right, right. Everybody would do it. Right, exactly. That's such an important insight at the end. That's one of the big things that I try to hammer on when people ask me that question is exactly what you just said, is making sure to separate the two. Like they're not telling you no. They don't hate you as a person and like who you are. But anytime somebody hears the word no, they take it like that. Like they're just a hated individual and nobody likes to feel like that. So then the next door they go knock on, they're a lot more timid, they're not as confident, and then it happens two or three more times and they're like, you know what, I'm just gonna not knock on any doors anymore. So But such an important distinction there, Brian. Let's go ahead and move on to the last segment here, which is something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Cool, yeah. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Stockbroker. If you could sit on a park bench with someone,
1: past or present, and
0: talk to them for
1: an hour, who would it be and why? Michael Jordan. His mindset, I see a lot of similarities between me and him. So I would want to get his angle on a lot of the stuff that I'm doing in my life and his perspective.
0: How do you like to consume content, books,
1: blogs, or podcasts? My favorite is books. There's just something about reading the paperback book to me that maybe helps me absorb the information more. I just love it. What is one of your favorite books that you've read recently? Recently, 48 Laws of Power.
0: What is your go-to pump-up song?
1: What's that one song called? It's corny, but it's that one Pauly D song from Jersey Shore. Do you remember what that one was called? I don't, I don't they used remember. To play it. I forget. I don't remember. If people YouTube it or Google it, they'll find it.
0: Yeah, we'll look it up and put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine.
1: Uh, wake up around 5.30, 5.40, immediately go to the gym, come back, read for about 45 minutes or an hour, You know, shower, get ready, and then I'm in the office, either my home office or my actual office here by 7.45. And I start my day. I get on the phone or I do what I have to do.
0: What are you not very good at? Techie
1: stuff. Video editing, pictures, anything technical like that. All I do is Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, email. That's it.
0: (laughs) All right, everything wrapped up here. Brian, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most?
1: briancasella.com. That's your one-stop shop. And then from there, you'll see all my handles and everything I have to offer.
0: Perfect. So head over to briancasella.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N-C-A-S- e l l a.com head over there and check out everything brian has to offer i know he posts a lot on instagram follow him on there friend him on facebook watch some youtube videos he's got a lot of fantastic content out there especially if you are a real estate agent brian thanks so much for coming to the show today man i had a, a fantastic time chatting with you i appreciate it man thank you that's all for this episode of build your network your next step is to visit byn.media slash fb to join in on our facebook group for more personal engagement proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals that's byn.media forward slash fb remember you're only one connection away
1: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app